Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Monday, September 20th, 2021. Stand up for your country. And I hope you are, um, particularly in these kind of dark times. We need people to say, hey, we know what's right and what's wrong. And on that note, President Biden's scheduled today, uh, not too much. He uh, goes back to Washington from his beach house in Rehoboth, Delaware. And then he drives up. No, I think he's going to fly up. He wouldn't drive up uh, to New York City to give his address tomorrow at the United Nations. That address, uh, we understand, is going to be about COVID, climate change, of course, and Afghanistan. And we will have top flight analysis here tomorrow of President Biden's speech in front of the U.N. General Assembly. Okay, so I wrote a column over the weekend called The Deception Zone. It is posted on BillOReilly.com. I file every Sunday noon in case you'd like to, you know, put it on your schedule to read. Now, The Deception Zone is what's happening now, and it is coming out of the White House, this deceit. And it's really, really dangerous, not in a macro sense, but for you. So the deceit is dangerous for you. Now, I back it up with facts, as I always do. I'm not trying to be ideological here at all. So I got some really, really good facts. But basically, uh, it's about the $3.5 trillion infrastructure bill, which Congress will vote on the next couple of weeks. So in this bill, there's a bunch of stuff that nobody knows about, and it has nothing to do with infrastructure. For example, blanket amnesty for about 10 million undocumented people living in the USA right now. So what does that have to do with infrastructure? Nothing. And it's gone so far as that the Senate parliamentarian yesterday, Sunday, rejected the Democrats' push to include a pathway to amnesty. He said you can't do that in a spending bill, which is true. But the Biden administration wanted to try, hoping that nobody would notice. Well, we did. So that'll come out of the bill, but the deception is there. Then there's an expanding Medicare, which is the biggest government entitlement program. When I use the word entitlement, it is the government sending you money. Now, in Medicare, you've already paid for that. So the government took your money and now is sending it back when you reach a certain age, take care of medical expenses. This is like Social Security, but it's still under the entitlement um, column. So the government wants to expand dental, vision, hearing, all of that, uh, as well as lowering the eligibility age of those receiving Medicare. That will cost hundreds of billions of dollars. Now, that should be separate not in this $3.5 trillion bill. You want to expand Medicare, let's have a debate. Let's have everybody vote uh, in Congress, and we'll see. It benefits me, but I don't want it sneaked in to this bill. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff in the bill. And how they get around is what they say, this is human infrastructure. Uh, So free community college, free pre-K, free... Uh, child care after pre-K, that's human infrastructure. So we're going to give everybody everything, and that's part of the deception of this $3.5 trillion bill. And the reason is obvious. They want Americans to be dependent on the federal government, so they vote for Democrats. Now, in the midst of all of this, 
the financial community is getting nervous. And we already have inflation going up. You know you're paying more for gas, food, and other things you need. Now the stock market's going down. So, so far in September, it's down about 3.5%. Today was brutal. And if the market goes over the cliff, the economy will follow. So, so far, the stock market has stayed up there, all right, because we have a lot of technology, a lot of innovation, a lot of things happening where people are investing in certain companies, okay? COVID was subsiding. That meant business would make more profits, and that all helped the stock market. But now the savvy money money managers have no confidence in President Biden at all. And I I would say that's almost 90% of them. They know that he cannot run the government. So the smart money, some of it, getting out. Now, I'll keep a close eye on this because I know a lot of you have investments, 401ks, you have retirement funds, um, you have education funds, all of that, close eye. So President Biden is not doing anything well at this point. And if you disagree with me, please email me, bill at billoreilly.com, bill at billoreilly.com, name in town, so we know you're a legitimate person. We're not going to give it out, I mean, in the sense of tracking down. But if you can give me one thing, just one, that you believe President Biden has done well since he was inaugurated, please do because I don't want to be unfair. Give me one. Now, I'm talking to millions of people right now on uh, Internet, TV, and radio. So please wise me up. So General Milley, uh, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, most powerful military person in the country, should have been fired last week. Why? Three reasons. Afghanistan, that was an unbelievable military debacle. And that's Milley's uh, purview. He's in charge. Incredible military humiliation. That's one. Then the response to the 13 U.S. military being killed at Kabul airport was to send a drone in and try to kill some terrorists. And uh, the Pentagon killed 10 civilians, including seven children. No terrorists. That's two. And then there's this dopey Woodward book that says Milley made two calls to his Chinese counterpart, head military person in China, um, bad-mouthing President Trump. I don't know whether that's true, and we need to get clarification, we the people, and we understand that there were uh, 15 people on these calls And they say, well, there's no transcript. Does that mean the calls weren't taped? What does that mean, there's no transcript? Did you not type it up? But even if the calls weren't taped, which would be unbelievable to me, because you know the Chinese tape. With 15 people on the call, you're going to get notes. Subpoena the notes, Congress. Congress is back this week. We'll see what they do. But I can tell you this, nobody much wants to embarrass the U.S. military. Both parties. For different reasons. Now, Milley, if he's fired, would embarrass the U.S. military, right? But I don't think Biden's going to do it unless something else occurs. If the Afghan debacle wasn't enough for old Joe, then 
the droning of these poor 10 people and the calls that Woodward um, reports in his book, that wouldn't do it. Just the Afghan military debacle should have been enough for Milley to retire. Okay. Um, and again, if I, you think I'm being unfair, just shoot me an email. So there's another thing in play that's not getting a lot of uh, exposure. And that is that the Biden administration has not been able to shed any light on how COVID got out of Wuhan and now killed 5 million people all over the planet. Okay, how, how did that happen? Nobody knows. Is Biden even looking? Does he even care? Now, he's going to talk about COVID tomorrow at the UN. Is he going to bring that up? Hey, what's the deal on the Wuhan lab? Chinese people? I think it's important for the world to know how that virus got out. And a guy who agrees with me is named Kevin Brock. He is a former assistant director of intelligence for the FBI. He served in the Bureau 24 years. Mr. Brock joins us now from Washington. So I read your column on this. You're very concerned about the origin of COVID. How do you see it now? Well, I see it as a as a. Uh, both a deception and a distraction. Frankly, you mentioned earlier that the president's heading to New York to talk about climate change. Now think about that for a minute. We spend a lot of energy in this country worrying about potential catastrophic uh, outcomes from, from climate change. Most of it theoretical, frankly, depending on what part of the science community you listen to. Here we have 600,000 Americans dead in the last year and a half. That's half of our war total in our history. 600,000 people dead who would not otherwise have been dead except for the virus that came from China. So you would think we would have more than just a passing curiosity about how this virus started, where it came from, was it, was it genetically engineered, was it an accident of nature, how was it released, etc. Instead, we got a 90-day sprint study ordered by the Biden administration uh, to study the origins of COVID. The conclusions was a shoulder shrug. We don't know. You've got an intelligence community that's well armed to get intelligence out of China, telling us and asking us to believe that they have a low confidence assessment and that they have really no idea as to how all of this started. Okay. Now, you know the Chinese are never going to cooperate by allowing uh, any public interviewing or forensics or anything like that at the Wuhan lab. You know that they're just simply not going to do it. So I'm playing devil, devil's advocate here. If I'm the president and I don't want to destroy unilateral relations with China, if I don't want to tee them off because we do a lot of business with them and, you know, we don't want to get into a, a real conflict with them, do I push hard and humiliate China at the UN tomorrow, what do I do? Uh, I think there's leverage for the president to apply international pressure. I've been frankly astounded at the fact that the United Nations unilaterally hasn't really spoken out on this. They're, they show common interest every day in hu human health issues from water to, 
to to medicines, to all types of things, and yet it's it's like crickets when it comes to COVID. Yeah, the, what, that the World Health Organization's in bed with China, are they not? Well, it, you know, there, there's such an entanglement. China, you've got to handle it, hand it to them. They have created an intelligence apparatus that has uh, that has leveraged relationships around the world. They've created a market that that has become an existential market for some of our, our biggest tech companies in this country. Uh, you've got politicians in this country that have, uh, you know, been put in positions to where we can legitimately question or whether there's a conflict of interest behind their motivations to include um, the, the relationships that the Biden family had set up prior to be, becoming president of the United States, his family, their business interests in, in, in China. All of these are legitimate questions for inquiring minds to ask and, uh, and should be followed up on and, and uh, demand uh, some type of accountability. We have an accountability deficit in this country. You're talking about General Milley and others. You know, where, where bad things happen and nobody is held responsible. Absolutely. And that's been going on for a while now. Uh, although the press did hold Trump responsible for everything that went wrong. And now it doesn't hold Biden responsible for anything that goes wrong. How, when did you leave the bureau, Mr. Brock? 2007. Okay. So you've been out for a while. Yes. Many people don't know this, but FBI has foreign offices in dozens of places correct? Oh, about 99 uh, cities now. Okay. So when you saw Afghanistan topple and the failure of U.S. intelligence there, maybe it didn't fail. Maybe Biden just said, screw you. I'm not going to listen to what you say. Maybe that happened. I mean, it's all classified, so we can't know. Um, but when you saw that, because his FBI office in Kabul, um, and I'm sure they got out, real quick before everybody else. But what were you thinking? I mean, I was stunned at the lack of knowledge the United States of America had about the situation in Afghanistan. And that's that's the sad thing about this. The American people are left with the impression that the United States has almost amateurish intelligence collection uh, capabilities at this point, looking at Afghanistan, looking at the Wuhan uh, uh, virology lab. How could we produce intelligence products that were so inadequate as to leave, you know, leave us questioning whether or not we've got an intelligence service at all? I don't believe it for a minute. We have a very good intelligence service and they collect well. Analysts will provide opinions and provide analysis, but as that analysis makes its way up through the, the upper ranks, it gets molded, it gets shaped, and ultimately uh, it's decided by the by the administration as to how it's going to be presented. So, uh, don't think for a minute that we're we're shortchanged on our intelligence capabilities. So in some areas, Afghanistan it was damaged, but I think there's uh, a greater concern that decisions were made uh, and ig by ignoring the intelligence. Okay, and Milley has got to be held accountable one way or the other because he's in charge of the Pentagon. Final question. I believe that uh, from my knowledge of the situation, which is not nearly as good as yours, that there was uh, research going on in the Wuhan lab about this COVID, uh, and they were trying to, A, figure out how bad this was, and maybe we can make it worse because biological weaponry, as research has done almost 
in every country that has any semblance of a scientific community, as you know. I mean, we did it out here at Plum Island on Long Island, where I live. Okay, so I believe that that research was going on. And then there, as you see in these crazy Hollywood movies, something went wrong. Some people got infected inside the lab, went out. Boom. That, to me, is the most logical scenario. I don't believe the Chinese did it on purpose, released COVID on purpose. And that's what this Internet nuts are uh, saying all day long. What's your take on the likely scenario? Well, and that's why we need an investigation to get to the likely scenario. But here, here we have a situation where a year and a half ago, most Americans didn't even, had never heard the term gain of function. Or, or even aware that this type of research is going on, on viruses to, to study them and perhaps make them even stronger. Uh, and in, in some cases, um, you know, weaponized. Uh, we were all a little bit surprised uh, at hearing at the extent of this. And then further surprised that there was cooperation between the United States government and the Wuhan lab to extent where there may be funding involved. And, and now there appears to be a, a, a lot of backtracking and even efforts to cover that up. So a lot of this is just uh, too suspicious. I think just to answer your question directly, uh, it probably is a bridge too far to speculate that this was purposefully weaponized and released on the world um, because um, you know it's hard to contain once that release happens. But what is disturbing is the fact that once the Chinese discovered it, they shut down all domestic travel in China to Wuhan, but allowed international travel, particularly the United States, after that. That's a fact. So, right. Yeah. They, so didn't, that, that, they didn't care about anybody else. They also put the army to ring Wuhan, nobody in, nobody out. Um, and that, that's the key to the whole thing. Mr. Brock, we really appreciate it. Thank you for taking uh, the time. If you see anything else uh, on this uh, COVID story, let us know right away, okay? Because we're very interested in it. Thank you. Thanks, ma'am. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings, against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Okay, so Pfizer says that uh, it's got a vax for kids ages 5 to 11. It's very effective in fighting COVID. Again, I'm not going to get into this. I'm not a medical scientist. I'm not a doctor. You should have a pediatrician. If you have kids 5 to 11, and that pediatrician should advise you on what to do, all right? There have been about 250,000 cases of COVID among children um, up until September 9th. 
So it's around, obviously. Another study uh, from the CDC says that Moderna is more effective after a period of time than the Pfizer vaccine fending off the infection. Again, that's what the CDC says. A lot of people don't believe the CDC any longer. You know, I got the Moderna and I'm obviously happy with it so far. But I know people who got it and got and got COVID, but their symptoms were not as intense. Um, An FDA, that's the Federal Drug Administration, has voted against recommending Pfizer booster shots. Okay, but the same crew says, well, if you're over 65, it's okay." See, this just creates mass, mass confusion. So why are you recommending, not recommending for everybody, but over 65? (laughs) Confusion. And finally, our favorite guy, Dr. Anthony Fauci, says if you want to fly on an airline, you got to get vaxxed. Roll the tape. Would you support a vaccine mandate for airline travel? I would. So I would support that if you want to get on a plane and travel with other people, that you should be vaccinated. He's good. All right. Uh, Louisiana State University, LSU, the Tigers have begun, listen to this word, unenrolling students, unenrolling, not kicking them off campus, throwing them out of school, unenrolling if you're not vaxxed. So far, 78 students have been unenrolled or resigned from the school. And this is not going to end. All right. So college kids are going to have to get vaxxed. They want to go to college. LSU. That's not uh, Brown. LSU is not a crazy left campus, or at least it didn't used to be. San Francisco is nutty left as you can possibly get in North America. Okay, so the mayor there, London Breed, a woman. Okay, well, she went dancing, I guess, over the weekend in an indoor nightclub, and she didn't have a mask on. Even though, according to her citywide mandate, this is the mayor, all right, masks must be worn inside everywhere, unless you're actively eating or drinking, regardless of vaccination status. But this doesn't pertain to Mayor Breed, apparently, is what she said. My drink was sitting at the table. I got up and started dancing because I was feeling the spirit and I wasn't thinking about a mask. I was thinking about having a good time. And in the process, I was following the health orders. Feeling the spirit. Uh, People of San Francisco elected her. I guess they felt the spirit to vote for her. So no mask for, uh, I was feeling the spirit. So the next time some mandate pops up and you're caught on the wrong side of it, you just tell the authorities, you know, I was feeling the spirit just like Mayor London Breed of San Francisco. Australia has the most severe lockdown in the world. Do you know that? Well, a lot of people aren't real happy with it. There's mass demonstrations over the weekend in Melbourne, uh, second largest city in Australia. And uh, 235 people were arrested. Ten police officers hurt. 
And this is really getting intense. You can't even come out of your house in some parts of Australia because of the COVID lockdown. And now people are taken to the streets. Now, that's been going on in France for a while. Uh, but Australia, that can get out of control. Times Square in New York, they had an anti-vaxxer thing, um, the World Freedom Rally, but it was largely peaceful. No arrests, according to NYPD. Nobody hurt. That's good. I mean, look, you want to you want to uh, demonstrate, just do it peacefully. All right? We respect dissent here. Now, let me give you uh, an update on the Durham report. First of all, the Durham investigation comes to a close unless it's extended. I don't think President Biden wants to extend this, do you? But we'll see. But it's coming to a close. One, two indictments I think he's got now. Um, the latest is a Democratic lawyer named Michael Sussman. Now, I said last week, this isn't going to amount to much, but I could be wrong here. I've been looking into it. So this guy's 57 years old, former federal prosecutor, and he works for a law firm Perkins Coy. OK, now Perkins Coy was deeply involved in spreading allegations that Donald Trump and his campaign were doing illegal things with Russia. Remember that? Perkins Coy was deeply involved with this. Now, apparently Sussman was uh, the guy who was coming up with a lot of this bogus Russia collusion stuff. But he told the FBI, oh, no, I wasn't working on behalf of Perkins Coy at the time. I was just doing this as a private citizen. Well, now we have records that Sussman was billing, okay, and that money was going to Perkins Coy. He was billing. And who was he billing? Who was he sending the bills to? Could it be the Hillary Clinton campaign? Yes, it was. So what a dark web we see. So Durham, the special investigator, has got a guy who was billing the Clinton campaign for accumulating dirt on the phony Russian collusion thing. Who in the Clinton campaign, you ask? Very good question. Robbie Mook, the campaign manager, was apparently involved. Jennifer Palmieri, the communications director. And Jake Sullivan, who you now know as Biden's national security guy, he was involved allegedly as well. All three of them, Mook, Palmieri, Sullivan, getting bogus dirt from the Perkins Coy lawyer, Michael Sussman. Ooh. So, me being a simple man, all I can assume is that the Hillary Clinton campaign back in 2016 orchestrated this whole thing. I could be wrong. I'm not John Durham. I don't have two years and $30 million to investigate this, but that's what it looks like. What say you, Hillary Clinton? Well, I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> All right, the J6 rally in D.C., nobody showed up. About 400 people. I guess not nobody, but with all the publicity they got, come on. 
According to Washington Post, 400 people showed up. There's a few arrests. The most serious one guy had a gun in his car. Said guy had a knife on him, but nothing really happened. Okay, good. Border. Tomorrow we're going to have a big uh, investigation. Yeah, on what's going on at the southern border. But I'll update you now. So the worst thing is about 15,000 migrants are under a bridge in Del Rio, Texas. They're going back and forth between U.S. territory and Mexico. Many of them are Haitian. You know, if you're in Haiti, you don't want to be there and you want to come to USA. So they've massed there and the mayor of Del Rio, Texas, says we can't handle it. Nobody can handle it. We've got 15,000 human beings. Who's going to feed them? Where are they going to go to the bathroom? Uh, it's crazy. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is vacationing at his beach house and saying nothing. And Kamala Harris is in charge. Uh, she, she, she didn't go down. She's never gone down. She went to El Paso for a donut and then split. Okay, so uh, this is according to Border Patrol Chief Ortiz. Since Friday, about 3,500 migrants have been booted out of that camp and flown back to their home countries. You know how much that costs? You and me? Instead of flying them back to Haiti or Central America, wherever they are, put them on a plane and take them back. Meanwhile, Joe Biden, as I said, you know, I hope he has sunblock out there. It was a nice, I was on the beach this weekend. It was nice. It was nice on the beach. Joe, you got to wear a hat and have sunblock on. All right, phonies. So I love this story. Who, what's the most woke company in America? Where? Disney. Disney. Woke. They won't even buy TV programs for ABC if the... White people in charge. Very woke. Okay? So 25,000 employees, present and past, are suing Disney for better pay on their Disney World and Disneyland properties. But they're so woke, Disney. Why don't they just give them better pay? Why do they have to sue for it? Ah. And uh, I wrote a, a message of the day. If you um, are up in the morning, I hope you are. I don't want to be sleeping all afternoon. BillOReilly.com, I post a message of the day, every day. Um, and I think it's worthy reading. And it's not long. My column is a little longer. The message is, you know, take you about it, 30 seconds to a minute to read it. So my message today are on phonies. Disney's phony. I mean, Disney. Okay. So I picked out uh, two people who really annoy me, and they're both conservatives. George Will. I'm not going to get into George because you know the history of me and George. Uh, I called him a hack on the O'Reilly factor, and that's all in the column. But Peggy Noonan, you may not know her. She's a Wall Street Journal columnist. She wrote speeches for Reagan. It's one of the biggest phonies I have ever come across. So this weekend, her column in the Wall Street Journal, I'm going to quote it. Just about every large business in America is now run by its human resources department because everyone appears to be harassing and assaulting each other or accusing each other. Is this the sign of a healthy country? Peggy Noonan, July, uh, September 16th. Okay. The answer to your question, Ms. Noonan, no. It is not the sign of a healthy country. 
when the Human Resources Department runs the corporation because allegations are out of control. And why are they out of control? Because of people like you, Miss Noonan. You have a very short memory. You were a huge due process denier and a major witch hunter. You, madam, are responsible partially for this chaos in the private marketplace. You, and you have the gall to write that in your column? This day in history, gender battle. First one on a major scale. Billie G. King versus Bobby Riggs in a tennis match. Remember that? 48 years ago today, September 20th, 1973, it was billed as the battle of the sexes. Everybody made money. So Bobby Riggs was a self-proclaimed male chauvinist. Wow. So Riggs would be canceled today. He wouldn't be playing tennis. He couldn't come out of the house. Now, Billie Jean whacked him because Billie Jean, superb tennis player, and Bobby Riggs was not. So Billie Jean won the Battle of the Sexes, first real gender confrontation 48 years ago today. All right, good mail segment coming. And then I have a final thought that's a little wind chime-ish for me. The little touchy-feely. But I think you're going to get something out of it. But maybe you won't. If you don't, I want you to mock me. So that final thought is coming up. We'll take a quick break. Be right back. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth, delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so let's get to the mail. John Carpenter, San Carlos, California. Regarding the General Milley incident, why is everybody quiet on Speaker Pelosi's request to the general to remove the nuclear code from President Trump in the days following January 6th. Please tell me I'm wrong, but doesn't Pelosi's actions represent an indictment or a coup? Uh, We don't know exactly what was said. That's the problem with this. So I do believe Pelosi did speak with Milley and probably, most likely, disparage Trump, because that's what she always does. But I'm not sure about specifics. So before I go accusing anybody, I'm not like Peggy Noonan. I try to get the facts. 
Paul Miller, Cicero, Indiana. Bill, do you think the story about Millie is an intentional diversion so they won't bear down on Afghanistan and Biden? See, uh, this is just conspiracy stuff, uh, Paul. I know the media on the Internet is all over that. Uh, it doesn't exist. So what Millie did, Millie did. Woodward wanted to sell his book. He threw whatever he had in based on anonymous sources. Millie's denial is weak. So maybe Woodward's got it right. But it's not, this conspiracy stuff doesn't happen. Paul Stoneburner, Burke, Virginia. If Congress passes a multi-year budget and the monies have not yet been spent, can a subsequent Congress rescind the budget? No. A subsequent Congress can rescind laws and a president can rescind executive orders. But once a budget is passed, then it's passed. And the monies remain with the federal government. Now, they can be reallocated because that's what... Congress does. Congress is in charge of the money and the spending. Mary Mendonino, Eastern Pennsylvania. Bill, it should be no surprise that Pope Francis will not condemn President Biden for his pro-abortion stance. This, along with the Pope's climate change advocacy, has shown that even the Vatican is not immune from politics. The Vatican has never been immune from politics. In fact, the Vatican ran Europe for hundreds of years. It was politics. But Pope Francis, as I said last week, uh, he rightly condemned abortion as a homicide um, because that's what the Catholic Church believes. But then he won't address the Biden situation, which, you know, a little surprising, I think. Harold Edwards, uh, Almorada, Florida, on the Keys. Very nice place. New concierge member here, Bill. I'm concerned with the FAA being used to stop the drone Fox News has to show the disaster on the border. Also, what happened to the SCOTUS verdict that Biden must make uh, applying for asylum having to wait in Mexico? Well, that's still in effect. And as we discussed, Harold, and I'm glad you're a new concierge member because you can write to me directly now. Um, the Biden administration slow walking the back to Mexico policy, but it is in effect. As for the drone, government has a right in any government-mandated territory, which is the border, to say what can happen there. Perfect right to do it. Now, we know why they're doing it, to keep you from knowing how bad the border is. But legally, they can do it. Tracy Wheeler, El Paso, Texas, who makes the rules for woke and these pronouns. Is it some crazy professor who enforces those rules? Is it the executive branch that decides what the woke PC stuff will be? No. Most of these woke rules are made by committees in college situations. Like if you ever hear, Tracy, gender inclusion committee, there you go. They're going to take those pronouns and wrap them around and this and that. I will never, I vow. It's he or she, or husband, or wife, here. And it will never change. And they put me in jail, not going to change. Okay. On the message board, concierge member Elizabeth. What was the carbonated drink you recommended, Bill, when you cut your sugar? Trio. T 
R-E-O. Tastes very good, very, very little sugar. If you drink any sugar drinks, you're going to get chubby. And you're going to get hurt, particularly if you're older. But that drink that I just told you about is good. Valerie Bennett, Morristown, New Jersey. Bill, I think it's great that you are bringing awareness to the effects of sugar in the diet and the negative effects of marijuana use. Why isn't anyone raising the alarm about obesity? A lot of people are, but the companies that put the sugar out, Coca-Cola, the cereal companies, um, the snack companies, the cookie companies, they buy billions of dollars worth of advertising. So news agencies, the corrupt corporate media, they're not going to allow their people to tell you sugar is killing you. Which is why you're here. Because I don't do that. I run my own corporation. I'm going to tell you the truth. Cut down on your sugar for your own good. Robert Shirley, Smithfield, Rhode Island. Bill, do you think Black Lives Matter and Antifa groups will harass people when you have the history tour with Donald Trump? We have the best security in the world at those shows. I wouldn't worry about it. I know you're thinking about going down, I guess, to Florida, Robert, on December 11th. We'll be in Lauderdale Sunrise at the 12th, Orlando, and then next weekend, Houston on the 18th, and Dallas on the 19th. We will have the best security you have ever seen, combination of private and secret service. Okay. You want to get our bumper sticker. Show it up there. Bumper sticker. Regret your vote yet? (laughs) With the little mad uh, eagle? Oh, these are flying out. So we have five packs. If you buy any of my books, you get two free. Word of the day, do not be Vericund, V-E-R-E-C-U-N-D, when writing to BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com. We will be back with the final thought in a moment. So here's the final thought. I hope it's not too touchy-feely. In college, I was a place kicker, and I also punted, and I also threw the ball uh, a bit as a quarterback. Now, place kicking is the hardest position because you make everything's got to go perfect for you to kick that through the uprights. So all the place kickers that I know visualize before they actually kick the ball going through the upright, and it's good, all right? Because if you're thinking about missing the kick, you're going to miss the kick. So you got to think positive. you got to visualize good things happening. That's what the place kickers do, all right? The ones that say, oh, I might miss it, they're going to miss You can do that in your own life, and I do it. You visualize something you're about to do working out great. Now, I do this every night before I go to bed. I go over my next day, and I say, this is going to be good. This is going to work out. i got a conversation with this person. It's going to be good. Visualize, visualize, visualize. And it sends a message to your brain. Okay? And it makes you calmer. In fact, there's been research on this uh, published in a psychological bulletin that people are happiest and more successful when they visualize success. They have a positive outlook. So it's easy. Before you go to bed, turn the stupid television off, take five minutes, go over your day the next day and say, this is going to be good. We're going to work it out. doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes you miss a kick. I missed a few, not too many. Um, But you'll be happier and calmer if you visualize success. Final thought. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.